looking at the Rolling Stone list from the uh, 200 best singers of all time, the top five, Mariah Carey is five, Billie Holiday, four, Sam Cooke, three, Whitney Houston, two, Aretha Franklin, one. Abdallah, I would have guessed it was, I would have guessed Aretha Franklin, one, Whitney Houston, two, Mariah Carey, three. I know that five is really high, yeah. but I'm, I'm a little surprised Mariah Carey is not like top three. Yeah, I mean, she's in, look, you get, you're getting into semantics here and like personal taste too. Like we can sure. all agree on like the top five, top 10 singers of all time. And then you just kind of have to, you know, but then there's also some ones on the list that like, when I think of like best singers, like automatically, like Sam Cooke doesn't come into my mind automatically, but then I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. No, he should be there. Well, Stevie right. Wonder does Stevie though. Wonder, Stevie, Stevie Wonder Wonder's is top seven. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's top 10. Beyonce eight. Yeah. It's a little high. I don't think so. It's a little I think high. she's got a great voice. Eight? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I put her in the eight. top 10. Yeah. After, I, I think she's a better singer than, again, this is all personal taste now. Well, that's what music is. No, but you can agree that someone has a good voice and oh, has yeah. a great voice. Yeah. But just the rankings are just different. Well, like, isn't that, like, Bob Dylan is 15. Yeah. Bob Dylan has a very distinct voice. Mm. Would you say that that's a good singing voice? So or is, does he have a distinct voice and he has good songs? So if that's what they're going with... I, I don't know then, if I would say that he is a, a good singer. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that he's got a great voice, but he has a very distinct and sure. well-known voice. And people, a lot of people have distinct voices. You can point that out. Yeah, I mean, tons of people do. I mean, we've got Mitchell and Desplaines that calls every week. Frank right? Sinatra is 19. Marvin Gaye is 20. Yeah. I mean, Tom York at 34. Ugh. Yeah. See, and, well, it's, that's Kurt why it's Cobain interesting. At 30, like, did Kurt Cobain have a great voice? No. I don't think so. I think he had a good voice. Did he have the best voice of that era? I don't think so. I think Van Morrison has a really good voice, though, at 37. Van Morrison's underrated. Is that's Chris good. Cornell on the list? Yeah, Cornell is on there. I Where's saw he him, at? I saw him earlier. Chris I Cornell think he was in the... Ahead of... Uh, I think he was Kirk in the 50s, I want to say. I did see him, though. Cornell's on here, though. I did see that. I just got to go through them all, and I hate I hate scrolling lists. Yeah, just give us a list. Just give me. I don't need pictures and little bios. I know who these people are. Blocking Abdallah here Shout on ESPN 1, too, though. Um, Kaltoum getting on there at 60. What, who's, who was there? She's uh, she's an Egyptian singer from like the 70s. Number 60? 61 or two, I think, yeah. You got the albums? Oh, Mikhail My dad does. I actually, I have, I have a couple oh, of her vinyls. Oh, there you vi- go. Chris Cornell is 80. I have a couple of her vinyls. Do you really? Yeah, they're like my dad's old vinyls. Yeah, I do. That's yeah. pretty cool. They are cool, yeah. Blucking Abdal here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're uh, talking with you here on ESPN 1000 at 312-332-3776. We go to D on the south side. D, you're on ESPN D. 1000. D! What's going on, fellas? What's, What's up? up, man? Not much. Just a, just a sidetrack. Talk. Oh, oh, little man. Um, I don't understand. I love Beyonce, and she's a great star. But how is Christina Aguilera not higher on that list when she has a much better voice? But that's, she's on that's here. She's like, like in the high one one hundred, somewhere closer to two hundred. I did see her on here. She's I got it right here. One forty one. See, that's ridiculous. She has an amazing Whitney Houston level voice. Just she doesn't does. have the. A compilation of songs, mm-hmm. but well, I D D, that. you know what's ridiculous? Ozzy Osbourne is 112. Yeah, he's about, not ahead of Christina about, Aguilera. Barbara, no. Barbara Streisand no. is 147. Oh, come on! No, you got a lower Barbara, and you definitely got a uh, Ozzy. Definitely doesn't have a better voice than no. Celine Dion. No, no doubt. 
What's up, dude? What's going on? Well, nothing much, man. I just listen in uh, to you guys on a daily basis when I get off work. Today is an off day for me, but I had to chime in on my man who maybe I called about 30 minutes ago, the uh, guy who's got the, and that's the bottom line. Ah, like Mitch, Mitchell and Desplaines. Like, yeah, Mitchell and Desplaines. This idea that Justin Fields can't throw. Do we, like, I understand people don't understand the concept of not being able to do something, but let's just say this. That's impossible that he can't throw the football. Yes, he holds the ball too long. But look at the talent around him. you telling me if you don't put – we've done the comparisons. If you took a, a, a guy from his draft class who's a much worse quarterback and a much worse uh, person or team, teammate, uh, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. Sure. If you put – and that's a, almost a, the Jets are almost a playoff team because of their defense and talent. They had a rookie have 1,000 yards. They have better talent than the Bears do. So you're telling me you don't put him with more talent? I mean, the game is – it's a, still a team game. If you could have a guy like Kirk Cousins, who is the, the epitome of mediocrity of talent, but you put so much around him that he looks extraordinary, throwing 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards every season, what do you do when you don't have talent? We don't have enough talent. How is that not obvious? I agree I, with it, you. It, it, D, I agree with you. I, I think just watching this team, at least for the last like eight games, it feels like Justin Fields is alone. He's out there on his is. own trying to make plays. And the wide receivers at times have let him. They don't get open. They don't yeah. get separation. Right. Um, I, I remember uh, saying something on a, another another podcast that I, I've been on, and um, uh, somebody was like, "Why don't they throw enough uh, slants?" And I'm like, "Well, slants is a timing thing. It's a, a footstep thing. It's getting the ball out fast." And Justin clearly has an issue with that. Something that he needs to strongly work on because we got to get the ball out of his hands faster. But the, the key is, is the, clearly he can throw. He think about it. We've turned a guy who was who was an athletic guy in college who didn't run much into a guy who has to run. You know how bizarre that is to turn a guy who didn't run for a thousand yards in any season as an actual college quarterback. And yes, college is different from the pros, but typically, if you're a really, really athletic, fast quarterback, you get on the move a lot more. He didn't run in college, fellas, and yeah. we're making him run because he lacks talent around him. It is bizarre that anyone could conceive in their minds clearly. And I could go with the whole adage that clearly you guys didn't play football, you don't watch no football. But, like, people want something that, like, they, they're the, sometimes fans, we yearn for something out of want and not out of realism. And that's what I see a lot of fans do. Like, oh, we didn't need Roquan Smith, or we don't need this guy. We don't. For the defense, just to segue of how bad the talent is on the team, the defense is so god awful since they traded Roquan. And you can say whatever you want about um, Quinn, but Quinn occupied blockers. This team is, and even with the injuries in the secondary, the pass rush and the front seven are so bad and so inept of talent. And I like Jack Sanborn more than the next guy as a uh, as a special team guy. But there's no t- there's no way in the future a guy like Jack Sanborn is going to be the starting middle linebacker on the team that ranks in the top 15 defense. He just doesn't have the elite athleticism, and that's just a whole set. Just just brings to the point of the Bears don't have the talent. And you're right about. Um, whoever made the point about taking the top two or three pick and trading it, one guy doesn't fix this. Uh, almost cursed. <laughs> one guy doesn't fix it. Yeah, you need you. a multitude of people, high-level, talented guys from college and free agents to, to come to this team and, partici- um, and uh, to, to bring something to this team. And have you seen the free agent list? Where are you going to get your receiver from? Yeah, you're not going to do it through free agency. You're right. It's going to be through the draft. Dude, good call, man. Adams? Yeah, that's Thanks, not going to happen. You know that. 
Thanks, Dee. Right, appreciate D, it. Thanks for the phone call. And, and Dee makes some really good points there mm-hmm. because when you look at the amount of help that Justin Fields needs, and then also you you take a look at the other side of the ball, it's not like the offense is a well-oiled, ready-to-go machine. There is no number one wide receiver. We could argue and debate the merits of the number twos, and if those number twos are number twos or threes, and I'm kind of leaning toward towards Chase Claypool in that conversation when we have that. but So you need help with the wide receivers. You absolutely need help on the offensive line. And and this team right now, defensively, needs help at every single level. I know last year in the draft, they addressed the secondary. They're going to have to continue to address the secondary. Mm -hmm. And they also need help on the interior line and on the edge. You have no one to get the quarterback. You're 30th in uh, sack percentage this year defensively. The defense is atrocious. The ran- the Lions ran all over you. They were gaining first downs with ease, running the football. There's a lot to change defensively, but it also isn't just on one side of the ball. Justin Fields on the offensive side hasn't had any help, and I feel like the team gave up on him. He's the only one that goes out there injured, banged up, he is fighting. I didn't see a fight from the rest of the team on Sunday against the Lions. No, and that's been the biggest problem for me and why I would probably lean the way of not playing him on Sunday against the Vikings. Like, I don't care about the, oh, we got a tank for the draft pick. Like, look, they're probably not going to be good enough to win anyway. So, to me, that doesn't matter. What matters to me is him learning while he's out there. And I've always been an advocate of, if he's healthy, get him out there and play. Like when he got injured and he had to sit and Simeon played in that one game against the Jets and people were like, oh, sit him for the rest of the year, sit him for the rest of the year. To me right now, there's no reason to play him because your offensive line is so banged up and injured and hasn't been a factor and there's your wide receivers aren't helping him out and you can't get anything done that for one game, there's no point in running him out there because he's not learning anything at this point. Like him putting up 14 points and two touchdowns and running and breaking Lamar Jackson rushing records means nothing to me because I don't think that that's worth anything if you're going to lose anyway. And he's not only going to learn to be like, oh, well, no one's open. I got to run again. Like that's to me, it's this is not a learning game. He's not going to gain anything by playing in this game other than maybe beating Lamar Jackson's rushing record, which to me is who cares if you only have three wins. Well, others allow us to change our opinions on this because the information changes. Yeah. If the Bears were still trying, then play him. You can learn something from that. I saw a team offensively in the second half against the Lions that stopped trying to score points. And we saw it with Fields last year in the way that Matt Nagy called offense in some of those games where at a certain point they realized we're getting blown out. Yep. We can't compete. We're done. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to kind of run the ball here, gain two yards there. Mm -hmm. Oh, three and out punt. Three and out punt. Here we go. Three and out punt. If that's the way you're going to go about it, you don't play him. But if you're actually going to try and game plan and play like you did in the first quarter of the game against the Lions, then I think there is value in a quarterback learning and playing in these games and having some success. He he did have a little success in the first quarter against the Lions. But in the rest of the three quarters of that game that we saw on Sunday, it's like Getze went back to super conservative mode. We're just going to punt and we're going to, you know, move on to the next day. If that's the case against the Vikings, you don't play them, right? Like, yeah. and, but that's on them. 
they're the ones that let him down. It's yeah. not because of his play that we're in this situation. No. We're in this situation because the rest of the team let Justin Fields down. No, absolutely. And I thought that the defense would play better with a defensive-minded head coach, even if they don't have the talent out there. You'd think that a guy who has a head coaching job who's been uh, at the helm of defenses would come up with a scheme to stop the Lions, to stop, to slow down. I mean, to be fair, they did compete against the Bills. They did compete against the, the Eagles. Like, it wasn't... Well, the Eagles, not so much. But the Bills wasn't a huge blowout. It was still a five-point game. So, to me, it's 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 a situation where there's nothing to gain from this. You only have a chance to lose from this. And getting him hurt, which is, he's it's football. You can get hurt playing football. Sure. But also, he's not learning anything, so let's just not put him out there. I have a question for you about Matt Eberflus coming up next. Are, are, should we... Should we be more critical of a first-year head coach with a roster like this? That, that's the question. I want to ask you that next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. You can listen to us weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Also, we produce Carmen and Yurko. You can hear the guys from noon to 2 every day here on ESPN 1000. Earlier today, we were talking with Carmen and Yurko about the Bears' defense, how bad the defense has been to this point this season. And against the Lions, it was terrible. You lose to the Lions 41-10, to 10, uh, and it looked like the defense gave up. Right now, in Bears' franchise history, this defense has given up the third most points in franchise history. For a single season on defense. It's the one game. 434 points. 434 points given up by this Bears defense. You make the good point that they have one more game left. I would guess they're not likely to become the defense to give up the most points in franchise history. Uh, The 2013 Chicago Bears gave up 478 points. And the 2014 Chicago Bears gave up 442. I would guess the Vikings will score more than the eight points, so nine points this weekend. So this Bears defense, I think, automatically will move into the second-place spot for the most points given up in franchise history. Now, when I look at the defenses that gave up those points in the past, I get it. The Trustman years were really bad, and that second Trustman year was atrocious because they gave up the two 50-point games with the sandwiched around a bye week. But when you look at some of the names on that defense in 2013, there's some real names that Bears fans know and love that were on that defense, like Lance Briggs and Peanut Tillman. And did they play all 16 games? No. But Charles Tillman played eight. Lance Briggs played nine. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a, that's quite a few games, right? They had Tim Jennings. They had Major Wright, Chris Conte, uh, Jonathan Bostic, Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers, by the way, played 16 games that season. On the defense, they gave up the most points in Bears franchise history. 
Julius Peppers would be the best player on this defense by far. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I get that in the past, and especially in 13 and 14, the defense was really bad. And I get that Ryan Poles pulled pieces apart from this defense and really didn't give Matt Eberflus a whole heck of a lot to work with. But he's a defensive-minded head coach, and I feel as if at a certain point to this point this season, a lot of us in town, you and me including, maybe we're not being as critical as we need to be on Matt Eberflus in year one. Because you look around the, the NFL, and there's another team that went and got a head coach with a talented roster that I don't think you would argue is so much better than what the Bears had heading into this season. And that coach has their team in the playoffs in this very conference, the NFC. And that's Brian Dable and the New York Giants. The Giants aren't some team that heading into the year we expected to be a playoff team. We expected to take another jump. But that team is playing for their coach. Our players are not playing for the coach that we saw on Sunday. The Bears did not play for Eberflus on Sunday against the Lions. Should we be more critical of Matt Eberflus to this point? Uh, no. I don't think so. Because I think that, yeah, did they get, Did it look like they gave up? Sure. But at the same time, you're dealing with people that are, like you're dealing with people, right? It's the second to last game. You've, you've, you've given up 40 points. This like, isn't the end of the school year. Yeah, it basically is. You're you're a paid professional to play football. Yeah, they're going fishing though. Jeez, one, two, three, Cancun. I mean, come on, you've worked shows before, vacations before. <laughs> of course, I'm just saying those are the best. My point is that also, like, there's dudes on this defense that I've I like. Do you know? Do you know who Harrison Hand is? No, I don't, but that's why I pulled up the roster from 2013 because the names on the worst defense in Bears history, Yeah, we know some of those names. Yes. Now, is it just like Joe Thomas, we know. He led the team in tackles on, on Sunday. Jaquan Brisker had eight tackles. Like, like I'm just going through the guys. Promising young players. Like, sure. I'm just going through Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon. Like Promising guys, young players. Yeah, yes. Like, there's guys on there, right? But there's a lot of dudes on here that this is their first or second or third game this year. Like, there are guys on here that are legit from the practice squad and wouldn't be on rosters on any other team in the NFL. This was a team that set it up. Now, would it have been better if they... Now, their actions spoke louder than their words, obviously, but it probably would have been better if Ryan Poles came to the podium and said, guess what? We're going to suck. Like, we're going to be bad, bad. Like, I'm getting rid of all the dead money. Like, we're going to be paying out more money to players that aren't on this team than players that are that are actually playing for us on Sunday. And it's going to get ugly. There's going to be dudes on here that you've never heard of. All right? That might be players that probably won't be here next year. But that's what they did. When you trade away your best players, when you don't re-sign some of your best players, you're just trying to get rid of bad money that was spent by the previous regime. I get that. There's not, like, is there one there's not any obviously there's no pro bowlers on this team, but there's not even guys that you would consider decent or great on so this Eberfus team. So just gets a, a pass. I think he does. A 100% pass. I, because look at like the Giants roster is better defensively than this roster. But you're you're listing things that you can control, you can't control with talent. That's what I'm saying. You can control effort. I'm, okay. We didn't see effort. No, I get that they gave up. I understand that. And but I'd this, say there's probably a high probability that there will be a give up factor on Sunday against the Vikings. Be. If this was week 13 or 14, sure. 
I could blame Matt Eberflus. I could say they've tuned out. It's time to make a move. Name an interim head coach and let's move on. But this is the second half of week 17. Like, this is the end. They know it's the end. And especially with the way the offense was playing. Only scoring 10 points in the first. You score on the first drive and that's it. As far as your offensive output and a field goal, yeah. right? You scored 10 points in the first quarter, and then you went over the rest of the day. Like, I understand that. I'm not saying, I'm not giving them a pass, but I'm saying that let's judge Matt Eberflus when they add more pieces to this, and he can actually have a defense with, like, NFL-caliber players. And, and not I, just dudes that are making the, the, the league minimum cash and checks for a game or two. And I, I think that that's why looking at the Eberflu situation, he's a defensive-minded coach. And you look at the worst two defenses in Bears history, and it was the Trustman years when Trustman was the bookworm offensive guy who, who was just going to score points and the defense hopefully figures itself out so you could win some games. Uh, it didn't work for Trustman in the end, but I think it's going to be shocking to see Eberflus, defensive-minded guy, have the second most points given up in Bears franchise history with this defense that he has. Nick Mundeline, you're on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears. What's up, Nick? Don't you got to put a little notation with that, though, because the extra game that's being played? I mean, then if you add an extra game to those other teams, wouldn't they even be more worse? So how are you going to put them in the second without, like, a notation of that, though? Well, yeah, Nick, that's why I started off the conversation talking about where they're at right now. Right now, they're third. I would imagine right. in this extra game, they'll give up at least nine points. So you're right. Right now, through, yeah, the, through the 17 weeks, they would be third all time. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending this defense at all. I mean, I could defend better than them. But what do you, what do you think about Eberflus and the job he's done? Ah, uh, We'll see you next year. Let's see what happens. You know, maybe yeah. give him some players, but the, yeah, not good at all. Thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. We go to Wayne on the South Side. Wayne, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good, man. Excellent. So. First of all, Justin Fields, I just feel like he ha- he he just doesn't have the talent around him to um to to show his worth. Period. And I think and I really don't understand how other announcers can even think about saying get rid of you know a trade Justin Fields. I mean, to me, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you can tell how talented this guy is, and uh, he with no offensive line. No talented wide receivers, and I think that um, you know obviously he's, he's doing the best he can. Period. Uh, in college, he you know he threw the ball mostly, and he didn't run as much. He has to run with the Chicago Bears. So I mean, to me, it's just ridiculous to even think about getting rid of him. I mean, he's very talented. And if you take even some of the best quarterbacks, the second year, and how they did, like Peyton Manning or people like that. You know, it's not that much better. So uh, now, when it comes to Eberflus, I actually think he's done a, a a really good job. I mean, I think that again, he has had no talent to work with um, on both sides of the ball, and I think that when it comes to um, you know being competitive, he has had his defense and his offense competitive in in um, you know uh, um, quite a few games. And I think that's all you can do. You know you're not as good as the other teams, but the fact that, you know, they competed, uh, um, you know, throughout the season, I think that's all you can ask for. 
but when you're not talented, it's just a word, love, same thing Lovey's going through in, uh, in Houston. Same thing. You know, he doesn't have the players. He doesn't have the talent. But his players are still competing. And I think that's what you want to see at times. And when they play, obviously, more talented teams. And late in the season, the other part in the Detroit game, the defense had to be. First of all, they're not as talented. And then they're tired because they're constantly back on the field. So, I mean, that's a double-edged sword. So, so, uh, sword. so I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah, good point, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Eberflus has talked about complimentary football all season long. The defense helping out the offense, offense going on long, sustained drives, and then that allowing a fresh defense to get back on the field. Of course. Uh, it totally fell apart, though, against the Lions. Scott and Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good evening. I, uh, first off, Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year, Happy Scott. New Year. And, um... This is a first for me, I think. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Adam on two different points. Oh, thanks, Scott. <laughs> Need much, <of> buddy. <laughs> first off, on the Justin Fields thing, I do agree. Um, right now, leaving him in, he's not learning a whole lot other than probably a lot of bad habits. Uh, they're giving him tools to work with as far as the plays to come in with. But when the line and anybody else that's out there, there's no receivers to throw the ball to. And the talent level, like the other like the previous caller just brought up, offensively and defensively, the talent level is just not there. So when you're working with a lot less talent, you're forcing stuff to happen. And I think he's trying to take things into his own hand, and that's where it's not going to work out for him, and that's where the bad habits are going to come up. Um, also, as far as the Eberflu situation goes, I'll, I'll give him the pass for the season because when you get rid of three – if we're going to go back to Khalil Mack and then Roquan, um, that's that's why that defense isn't producing. You have no senior leadership that's going to put these guys, you know, feet to the fire. They, nobody's giving them any leadership other than the voice from a head coach. But there's no player that's standing up. I don't believe in that locker room that's holding anybody accountable to. Yeah, it's a good observation. Thanks mm-hmm. for the call, Scott. We're talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Yeah, I think, like, look, if you – I don't know if he's going to be picking up the bad habits, right? Like, I don't know if he's – like, I think he knows what to do. I think we've seen in the games where they were putting up 30 points a game that he's developed better habits. He was making better throws. Like, even in the loss to the Packers, he was making good throws. We were at that game, and we said it was one of the best games that he's ever had, even though he didn't have a, a, a passing touchdown in that game. He still was making better throws and better decisions with the football and not trying to use his legs as much. So I don't, I'm not worried about him picking up bad habits. I just don't see the point. If you're going to, like, there were multiple times against the Lions. First and 10, you run the ball. Second and 10, you run the ball. Third and 10, oh, well, now you got to throw. And, oh, oh, guess what? No one's open, and he's got to try to run for a few yards, and it ends up being fourth and six, and then you got to punt. Like, that's not helping anybody. No. It's not helping him. It's not helping the team. It's not helping anybody. <laughs> so if you're not going to call a good offense and you're not and you like you don't expect like the team's not going to be healthy and Chase Claypool's out there for for four uh snaps and only has one target, like what are you doing? There's no point. To me that's why there's no point. I'm not worried about him picking up bad habits or learning bad things in one game. I'm just worried about that this is just just a waste of time of him being out there. We'll be back. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This-
This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Dog. I got some news. Weeknights, 6A, right here on ESPN 1000. Faye, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Faye. Faye. Happy New Year. How are you? Oh, hello, Happy Faye. New Year, Faye. Happy New Year. Thank you. Hey, Adam. Hello. Happy New Year to your wife and impending uh, baby. Thank Baby's you. She's not here yet, right? No, she's not here yet. You sure? Oh, it's a she? Yes, Where it's a she. Been? Yeah, she um, she won't be here until tomorrow. For real? For real. Oh, that's At least awesome. I hope she's not here yet. Otherwise, my wife's not very good at calling or texting me. Well, she's busy. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It really is. But it, I wish I could be uh, a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> uh, but my heart goes out to that young man. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen... Such a terrible, horrific thing since Daryl Stingley got hit really bad, you know, and became mush on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not used to seeing these uh, college babies get hit that hard, or, or something like that happens to them, and I, I, I don't know how really to take it, but I feel sorry for him and his family. Don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a terrible, terrible scene to see last mm-hmm. night. It was. We're all thinking about Damar Hamlin right now. Say it again, his name, Damar. Damar Hamlin. Hamlin, Hamlin, right? Yeah. Safety for the Bills. It's horrible. But anyway, may we all have a happy new year. And that's what I wanted to say to you guys. Well, thank you, Faye. Thank you, Faye. New year to you, too. Happy new year, my Twitch family. Oh, shout out to the Twitchers, the long streamers. Yeah, the long streamers. I wish I could see you guys in person, you know. You look so awesome, you know. Oh, well, thank, thank you, thank Faye. You. you both do. Yes, you do. But I'll stop talking shit now. I mean, oh, stop oh, now. Oh, that's oh, Faye. There we go. There's Faye. And <laughs> welcome to the new year. You do look good over there, Mr. Abdallah. Thanks. So do you. <laughs> you got a fresh fade over there? No. Okay. I could use a haircut. So go get... You had two weeks off. Oh. You, you, just because you, you have time off, you don't go get a haircut. There's a schedule. Not a schedule. I'm like a once a month. You go get a haircut whenever you're free to go get a haircut. Once a month-ish. Okay. Well, there you go. That's nice. Black Camp Doll here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, so, uh, you got any news over there, Abdal? Any news? Zoo news? You got zoo news? You want to do some zoo news? Sure. Well, All hello, right. Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. All right. What do you have? Some zoo news. Let's talk about, uh, you know, giving some, some news of my own. Uh, let's talk about some, some births. The Virginia, Virginia Zoo has welcomed a baby pygmy hippo. A what? A baby pygmy hippo. A baby hippo. Yeah. Okay. She's uh, 16 pounds. Yeah. Healthy. Did you know what you know what a baby hippo is called? A hippie. That's what is new at the zoo. It's called a calf. <laughs> a monkey the size of a golf ball was born at the Nuque Zoo in Australia. 
<laughs> How about that? Yeah. So shout out to the quarter-sized uh, monkey. Small. A golf ball-sized monkey, I guess. It's small. Uh, they can grow up to be uh, between 45 and 65 grams. I'm reading this on a Australian website, so you would do that conversion in your, yourself. Nope. I'm not doing that for you. Okay. <laughs> so you got a new, a new monkey and a new hippo. They're oh. just called baby monkeys. There's okay. not a special. <laughs> there's not a special. Uh, well, I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. <laughs> so that's it. That's the zoo news. Is you telling me that there there are animals that were birthed? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's we're it. talking ba- baby animals, man. No, wait, what, what, mm-hmm. People don't love baby animals. Well, no. I mean, people love it. I, I just feel like the zoo news tonight was. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Oh, you Here's want the latest? You want to talk some zoo news? No, I Is feel that like you you're, want? you're just trying. You to, want some deaths? You're kind of angling towards, you know, like you, you had, you have your focus elsewhere. You want some zoo news? So deaths? You specifically, Is that what you, want? you prefer it when we have sad animals. That's why. How about this? At the zoo. If you're planning on taking a vacation to Oakland, sure. Avoid the zoo oh no a massive sinkhole caused by a storm <laughs> has forced the extended closure of the oakland zoo oh that's sad california storms have forced the closure of the oakland zoo to be deter- to a de- to be determined date oh no massive uh structural damage to piping i would imagine and concrete areas where people drive over it and stuff so it's gonna be a while for the uh oakland zoo have you ever seen a, a sinkhole in person no i have not yeah, neither have I. You know, and I don't know who said this, but there, I think there's a comedian out there who has a video talking about, like, I expected more uh, quicksand in my life. You know, like when yeah, you're that's a kid. John Mulaney. It, yeah. Is it Mulaney? Yeah. Okay, good, good call, Charlie. Like, I think that's true. Uh, sinkholes, quicksand, like, as a kid, you're raised to think that quicksand is everywhere. Okay. And it's something that you would have to avoid in, as being an adult. Yeah. I've never come across and, quicksand. And as someone who lived for like six years in just sand a sanded area at no point was ever anyone ever like watch out <laughs> it's moving as you're going to school as a kid watch out i'm for that. sinking watch out for that quicksand in saudi arabia yeah no they didn't they didn't do that right isn't that one of those things that when you're a kid you think it's like a big deal yeah that and also you think you're gonna catch on fire a lot more because of all the stop <laughs> drop and roll they teach yeah i mean yeah. i i Personally, never caught on fire before. Never had to never, stop, never drop, had to stop drop and roll. And or roll. Never uh, had to do it. Were you guys worried about the Bermuda Triangle as well? Always. That, that was like a very Always. scary thing as a kid. Like, where? wait, do we have to go through the Bermuda I've Triangle? Never, I've never thought about it to as get an to adult. Michigan? No? Okay, cool. It, it was hyped up. Yeah. When you were a kid, that was something that yeah, you were... because people would disappear. Terrified They about. would disappear. You can't go to the Bermuda Triangle expect to come out. No. Not in a cartoon. <laughs> Because then you'll be imagining you look like a, looking like a hot dog, Tyler. I've never had to stop, drop, and roll. Yeah, yeah that would catch on fire. A yeah, lot but more. not. But you, that's the safety. But now per- you know. Yeah, just in case. If it happens, you're ready. I used- the way they taught it to you is like you'd have to do it with the frequency that you brush your teeth, like twice a day. <laughs> Some people do. I was yeah. always worried about tornadoes, even though I grew up in Oregon and we don't get tornadoes. Well, we do here. Yeah, Charlie. we get a lot of I'm, them here. I know everything to do in a tornado. What do you do? I, I just did independent research. Uh, I you got to go to the basement and you got to yep. you got to make sure all your uh, all your windows are sealed shut. And you okay. actually you don't want you don't want any glass like you want to put cardboard up behind them because if the glass oh. shatters, you get glass everywhere. Well, that's nice. Hey, what type of room are you looking for to sit in? Like a basement. Basement, yeah, bathroom. You want to be underground. What if you don't have a basement? It's 
good question. You're supposed to know. Tornado shelter. Yeah, tornado you shelter. shelter. Just leave. You, you just go, go outside. You yeah, go outside no, no, into no, the you storm. Challenge the tornado. No, you, no, you don't do that. You don't. I don't no, think you can you run go, from it. You go into a bathtub or a door jam. Yeah, it's true. The door jam. That's right. Yeah, I paid no, attention. The, no, the door jam of a building. Door isn't door jam for uh, an earthquake. Is door jam for an earthquake? I think I that's an know. earthquake. Yeah. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. Well, that's nice. Good edition of the Zoo News. I'm sorry that it was happy zoo news and not bear put down. No, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't need the animals to be uh, put out of their misery. I just say there's a theme. You clearly have yeah. something on your mind. Yeah, I'm having a baby tomorrow. Exactly. And I'll give you tips coming up no. next. This no. is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Thank you to Tyler Aki, Charlie Bevins, and Kale Jacoby for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. Hey, how about this? I'll be back tomorrow morning in for Greeny at 10 a.m. with Tyler Aki right here on ESPN oh, 1000. So maybe I'll call you tomorrow. Please don't focus on what you have to do. No, tomorrow. like if it happens. Well, yeah, you you can if you'd like, or, or if you it can doesn't. focus or if on it the doesn't. family. Yeah, I mean, you, do you want like an update? Pick your priorities. Yeah. Oh, I am not giving you homework in bit form. When you're going through your childbirth, I will not do that. If you want to do that, by all means, that's all on you. I would not do that. Good luck getting that bit by your wife. Oh, she won't care. She's going to be on so many drugs. She's not going to know what's happening. Are you kidding me? So Tyler and I will be in tomorrow for Greeny right here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk to you at 10 a.m. and we'll, uh, we'll chat with Cap. Tomorrow in the morning, I'll find out what he thinks about you not paying up the bet. I'll pay him when I see his face. Uh, you haven't paid him yet. So I need to send out a crosstalk warning. Yeah, I let people. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. This yeah, was not yeah, on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. This was a late oh, ad. No. You know, maybe, oh, no. maybe if he's. Oh, you know, maybe no. if he's Oh, no. You know, Charlie, he, don't text him. You don't I mean, text him. Yeah, don't give him the heads up, Charlie. Yeah. But our maybe great he, listeners, if they could tweet David Kaplan to let him know, we would like some crosstalk. Tyler and I would man. like some crosstalk tomorrow at 10 a.m. Listen. As we're in for Greeny. Listen, uh, maybe if he stuck around after the show, I'd see him every once in a while. <laughs> you can't get called into a meeting when you're on paternity leave. Exactly. So that, okay, good call. Can't good be call. mad at the new dad. You're right, yeah. Well, he'll try. He'll try to come after you. He can. He will. I'll pay him when I see his face. Uh, speaking of, uh, probably next Friday. You and your wife uh, bringing a child into this world tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I have five keys for you. Five keys. Keys to the birth. Five keys for Abdallah. To the birth or for raising a child? Uh, For raising a child. Did you write these yourselves or are these from like good housekeeping? I wrote these down. These are from me to you. Okay. This is what the... uh, These will be great. The segment is titled Dad Advice for Abdallah. Okay. I have five things down here for you. You don't know anything about kids. Number one. Walks. Take him on walks. Take the kid on a... It's not a dog. Number two. Nope. Always make sure they have a full bowl. Full bowl. Of what? 
Water, food, you know. You can't overfeed them. Number three. These are just dogs. Dad advice for Abdallah. Number three. It's always good to have lots of treats. Lots of treats. You got to have a lot of Cheerios. A lot of treats. A lot of Cheerios. A lot of treats. That's actually a decent advice. Number four. Key number four. Belly rubs. Good belly rubs are always, they always go Now, go is well. that to be belly confused rubs. with a lot? I've been reading a lot about tummy time. No, it's different. Different? Yeah, belly, belly rubs, rubs are, different. are different than tummy time. Yeah, because belly rubs take place on the back. What do you think tummy time is? It's when you allow your kid to lay on their stomach to get used to their surroundings out in an open area. I'm surprised you know that. You think I don't know anything because I don't have a child. I'm giving you great pieces of advice number five i think you go out of your way to not know things about kids number five well we're around a lot of kids so we know things number five piece of pieces of advice for abdallah dad advice as he heads into a new world number five rope toys they work great man a leash no rope toys that they could chew on it clean their teeth as well nope these are just dog tips This is you just went for the dog show bit and just and just went with that. Those are my five pieces of advice for you because you're right. I don't know anything because I don't have a child. I don't. So there you go. Those are my tips. If you ever uh, wonder like what you should do, go on some walks, make sure there's a full bowl, have some treats, yeah. give a belly rub and get a rope toy. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Well, it's a good thing I read all those books. <laughs> We go to James in Munster. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, James. I got I got four quick hit points. We got first tornado. Stay inside if you don't have a basement. Stay inside in the innermost part of the building okay. with the structures around, with piping around you. Stay there, no windows. Number two, if if uh, if Abdella without an H does not listen to Black, he's going to be a great father. That's going to be fabulous. Yeah, thanks, James. I, I figured that out. I figured that out after the first first tip. For the, for the current storm right now, who knows what is going on right now because it's just thunderstorms in the middle of January. This is crazy. And and the fourth one is I'm glad you guys are back. Love you guys. Thanks, James. Uh, appreciate you everything. Thanks, James. Thanks, appreciate James. it, man. Have a great night. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, I mean, listen. I'm not listening to you. You're trying to get my baby strangled. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Rope, rope, rope toys for dogs strangled. are great. Get strangled. No, they, you strangle. You know how easy. Tight, tight, you know how easy it is to 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 kill this baby. Like, <laughs> you have any chapters I've read well, about? Yeah, like, you got to do a lot of things not to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of. You got to be on watch at you all times. On, I got to be looking at this baby all the time. You got to be on watch. There's so many like you got to have cameras on it and stuff. Yeah, and, like it's weird, man. Well, I mean, that's what having a child is. You don't know. I've heard. You have barely heard. No, I've seen. You just got to keep it alive. Yeah, it's keep no it alive. Deal with. No Come big on. deal. You could do it. You guys have a dog. You that's can practice. You barely get the right pizza order half the time. Well, I mean, listen, uh, what's that have to do with raising a dog or a child? Monitoring your things. Ah, it's fine. We get through. When are you babysitting so I can go on vacation or something? I'm free. You're we're free we're hanging out. Yeah, we're hanging out. Okay. We're show babysit. Yeah, yeah. We could, we right. could do the, the show. show. Witnesses, this yeah. is on record now. Yeah, we can either bring it on record. Bring it here and we can just leave it up in the office while we do the just show. Lock or the door. Yeah, it's fine. Find out. Maybe the baby's stealing our beer. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Someone did. Someone sold all we of that alpaca somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know it's hidden in the office, Charlie. 
You just haven't found I still it. Haven't discovered it. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's in there. No, I mean, look, uh, I'm not going to listen to anything that you said. You, uh, you, you have made uh, us dumber for oh, giving those tips. That's and fine. I hope that there are no expected fathers out there or mothers that are listening to those tips and just going to leave out a bowl of food <laughs> and water. <laughs> a bowl of kibble for their dog. You can't even do that. You shouldn't even do that. Like depending on the kind of dog you have, yeah, you can. You shouldn't even do that. No. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Well, if you raise it right, you can. Not for every dog. Well, okay. Well, my dog can. My dog can't. My dog's a shelter dog. She'll eat everything in sight if given the opportunity. Well, I'm sure if you guys had the opportunity from the jump to train Penny, she would have been fine well, with yeah, it. yeah, but she's a shelter dog. She, well, yeah. She's like, I got to eat. This might be the last one. Well, it won't be. I don't know. Well, don't do that to your kid. No, I'm not. Well, listen. <laughs> I don't want a flabby baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, now it's uh, the time of the program. Any last words? For what? I'm for gonna you. Be, I'm going to be back next week. Ah, you, you'll be like busy. on a Friday. You'll for, be busy for Greeny, maybe. Take your time. You'll be good. I'll we'll be oh, fine. I'm taking my time. We'll hold. We'll hold it down here on the show. Some room to roam. This good NBA be. thoughts coming oh, up. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. Room for, to roam. When we get to like Thursday night of next week, and Chris is like coming up next, a deep dive my on the Utah Jazz. Thoughts on the Jazz, and we continue this dive and look around the NBA. Welcome to the free edition of my Substack. You can get all these thoughts on Chris Black NBA. Headshow.com. What? It's your because you're an NBA head oh, and got it's a it. show. Got it. Dot com. I don't have that website. For three ninety nine a month, you could get all of the rest of these thoughts on your Substack. Don't be annoying tomorrow. Like she's going to be under a lot of pressure. Why like, would I be annoying? Don't, like when you go into the room, don't start doing bits. Don't start giving her little bits? pieces of because I know. You're going to like want to work in a bit, an no. angle at some point, and she no. is going to kill you. No, if you do no, that. no, 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 no. If you no. do that, no, Whitney no, 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 will no, no, no. kill you. That no, will be no, the end no, of no, you. no, 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 no. All right. Any, any last words? Yeah, I do. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> See, you have bits. It's queued up on your phone. Carmen, North Riverside, you want to say goodnight to the people? Good night, Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.